Blog Talk Radio. Interviewing your favorite musicians, comedians, and other creative souls. This is the Carrie Edelman Show. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Carrie Edelman Show. We have an amazing band tonight that I am so honored and excited to interview coming on. It is the cinematic hard rock band Starset, and it's just going to be such a great interview with uh, Dustin tonight, Bates, who is the founder and lead vocalist of the band. And uh, again, it's just going to be such a pleasure to have him on. I'll bring him on in a moment. He's going to be one of the many amazing bands that I have had on my show, which have included Nonpoint, Bogoflex, Gemini Syndrome, Soil, Otherwise, Eve to Adam, Raw, and the list goes on. So please support all these artists that I've had on my show. The premise of my show is really to create a forum where I can bring people on in the entertainment industry and support them. A little bit about myself, I always just put this out there in the beginning, um, just to let people know about the concept of my show. I have my doctorate degree in clinical psychology, and one of the things I just thoroughly enjoy doing is um, using my interviewing skills. My other passion is the entertainment industry. I have the radio show. I've done some writing for some magazines, and I also have an album out as a solo artist. So I really wanted to combine my two passions and, like I said, create a supportive forum where I could bring people on Personally, I know doing everything on your own independently can be difficult and challenging. And with the way the entertainment industry is today um, and the vehicles of uh, the media on social media sites, so to speak, it's another way that we can get the word out there. So if you're tuning in, please create a Blog Talk Radio show uh, account by going to blogtalkradio.com. If you want to call in, the number is 805-243-1320. Because I am going to be focused on the show tonight, I will try to take any calls by going back and forth between my notes and uh, the switchboard. Also, I want to throw out there, um, even though I said I'm a clinical psychologist, my show is purely meant for entertainment purposes. We do sometimes talk about psychology concepts in an educational format, but um, it's not a show where we're doing any type of uh, therapy or analysis or anything like that. But we do take you on a very interesting journey. I like to incorporate a lot of um, different concepts throughout my interviews and make them interesting. I take a long time when I put my interviews together and do a lot of research on my artists before I bring them on. So we're going to take you on a cool interview tonight where you're going to really learn a lot of stuff that you probably haven't read or heard elsewhere. So let me tell you a little bit about Starset. It was um, interesting to see that this band that is just, I can't get enough of the album. I mean, personally, I've been listening to it for the past couple of weeks since I got a copy of it, and it's it's phenomenal. I mean, there's not a song on it that it could not be a hit single. They only formed approximately a year and a half ago. It was in uh, 2013, and Dustin will give us the details tonight. The band, as I said, has been described as cinematic hard rock, but the notion behind the band is what, to me, is fascinating, is that they are spreading a message through their music about scientific phenomena that's either been hidden or not disclosed. So we're going to get into that tonight. Uh, Their full-length album, which is titled Transmissions, is out now. It features the hit singles My Demons and Carnivore. The album has already made it to number 49 on the Billboard 200 album charts, and their single hit single, Demons, rests at number 10 on the mainstream rock song charts. The band is currently on tour with In This Moment and 12 Foot, so be sure to check them out. Go to starsetonline.com and pick up a copy of their album. So, without further ado, let's on. Hey, Dustin, how are you? Hey, good. How are you doing? 
Good, good. Thank you so much for joining me tonight and uh, coming on the show to do an interview for your album. Absolutely. I'm glad to be on your show. It's it's great. Cool. Yeah. That was a great so inter- uh, introduction. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. That's one I like I said, I really spend a lot of time doing research on all the artists I have on my show. I take the even though this is not my uh, formal gig that I do, as I mentioned, I'm a psychologist by my background. Um, I really do enjoy doing this and supporting all of you guys and getting the word out there. Thank you. So, where are you? Uh, where are you located tonight? I know you're currently on tour with uh, In This Moment and Twelve Foot Ninja. Yeah, uh, we actually are in Columbus. We had a show in Lancaster, PA, last night, and drove. Nice. Uh, we had a radio thing today on the way, and then just made it to home to Columbus, and then. We head out tomorrow for a show in Cincinnati, and then we right. we just uh, randomly got like twelve hours at home, so it's it's cool. Wow, yeah, and that's where you're, and like, and I think that would be a good um, transition, so to speak. That's where you're originally from, correct? Is it Columbus, Ohio? Yeah, uh, I personally am from Youngstown, Ohio, but the band I I sort of based it out of Columbus. Okay, um, and and where did you say your hometown was? Where did you grow up? Uh, Youngstown, Ohio. Youngstown, okay. Cool, I've never heard of that. Tell us, um, to start out, I always kind of like to do almost like a timeline uh, thing where I can really take people on a journey to let people know, you know, who you are as a person. And then, of course, we're going to get into, you know, the formation of the band and all the other stuff about the Star Set Society. So tell us a little bit just, you know, about yourself growing up in Youngstown, Ohio. You know, what were some of your interests as a kid? Tell us a little bit about your background, you know, when you were younger. Yeah. Um, so I, I grew up in Salem, which is near Youngstown. Youngstown is sort of a dying steel city. Uh, it once had, it had its heyday probably in the fifties through seventies. And then with the decline of steel, it sort of, sort of went into a never ending recession that has continued to today. And sort of a depressed area. And, um, I, you know, from a young age, I I have been interested in science and math and numerous things since I was a young kid, and and including music. And I got into music when I was in fifth grade. Started playing the drums, based on I think it was Phil Collins that got me into drums. Actually, my mom was like obsessed with Phil Collins, so I oh, okay. picked up the drums, <laughs> and then yeah, and then when I got cool. into I got older, then like a couple of years later, I uh, really fell in love with grunge music and I fell in love with actually specifically Weezer's Blue album. And uh, that was like my first record that I really had myself and made me want to be in a band. And, and I really got into Metallica. And, and then, yeah, just started uh, forming bands in high school and uh, working on songwriting and and then yeah once well, I and, college and, and, and just to, yeah. not to interrupt too much I want to digress a tiny yeah. bit so you know as a kid like you said you're interested in science and mathematics and music you know just talk about what are some of your first memories like what kind of sparked your interest in science was it a movie you saw or something on TV something you read like you know incorporate some of that because I think that's really interesting about your background when I read and we'll get into your engineering and all that stuff that you, you know, pursued. Um, so tell us a little bit about that. Uh, science in general? Uh, 
it, it, you know, up, like, why it was, did you it was become a passive, I think that's, I think most young kids are interested in it. And, uh, um, it wasn't, it was very, um, at that age, it was it was pedestrian interest, you know, just like every other kid in science books. And then I think before I I wasn't specifically space or science oriented uh, at a young age, but what I did I was sort of a poor kid, and I uh, didn't was maybe introverted, I would say. And I spent mm-hmm. an entire summer when I was a I think fourth or fifth grade. I spent an entire summer reading pretty much every biography in the library. And I think it was, it was wow. over a hundred of them. And I became fascinated with people that had done great things. And for one reason or another, I specifically became most interested in inventors and scientists and um, people like uh, Edison and, and uh, right. Murray Curie and, and Fires, Harvey Firestone and, uh, Henry Ford and and I saw their stories and how they rose up and these were these were biographies geared towards a younger audience I believe so they didn't really tell the full story of these people but it really did intrigue me that people could do such great things and I think uh, it inspired me from a young age. Cool, that's cool. And is anyone in your family involved in in science and or engineering or music? Uh, nobody, literally nobody no? in my direct family okay. is interested in music. And uh, the closest for engineering, my dad uh, worked in the steel industry in, in the Youngstown area, and uh, so I, I had seen some engineers. But that was that was a different engineering than I en- ended up, you know, getting interested right, in later. Though, I did right. I was I did see a little bit of it. Cool. Okay. So um yeah. yeah so let's any were you did you play any sports growing up or anything or like you said you were more of an introverted kid who kind of liked to read and yeah. you know learn about science. Yeah I uh, well I wouldn't say I played sports but I was on the teams. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. What what teams I, were you yeah, on? Very good. You know I played I played them all I or I tried them all but I I was always a couple years late getting into them and I didn't have. Uh, at the time, the, the group of friends to play after. I was always very behind in the development of the actual sport, so I was always the, the bench rider. And, uh, and, and what do we talk about? Was, Soccer here? Baseball? I, I think uh, all of them. I rode the bench on pretty much all every sport them. you could. <laughs> I, was good okay. at, I was good at wrestling. I did wrestle. And I was, oh, nice. I was uh, decent at that. But I also, you know, I tried soccer. I tried football. Tried tennis. Right. Tried, yeah, tried them all. Okay, so let's let's fast forward a little bit back to, like you said, you were talking about how fifth grade you start to play the drums, you're getting interested in music, your mom's interested in Phil Collins. Um, so when do you <laughs> start to... <laughs> when do you start to get an interest in singing? And, and again, is that something that was natural, or was it something that you formally took lessons? Tell us a little bit about that, and we'll start to kind of transition into the band stuff. Yeah, uh, I would say I getting into singing was kind of funny. It was, I was in bands uh, through high school, and I played drums in one. I tried bass in one, I tried guitar in one, and a couple actually, and ended up doing, I ended up singing 
basically out of necessity. I wasn't good at singing, okay. and I didn't really want to sing, but I was better than anyone else in the band, marginal better. So it was uh, a, <laughs> it was just a, it was just to have a, you know, I realized that I was the best option, regardless of how terrible an option it was. Oh, I'm sure you weren't that like terrible. That. I mean, your voice, Dustin, your voice is just. Like I really, I truly have not Thank stopped you. listening to this album since I I got a copy from Razor and Tie, and it's yeah, it's 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 unbelievable. I mean, just emotionally, and I'm I'm into music. Like I said, that kind of captivates you and, and makes you feel something, and your music absolutely does that. So you had something there. Thank you. <laughs> so go on. So Thank tell you. us a little bit about how did you start to refine your your vocal skills? If you said you were not. Uh, that yeah, there's time and effort. I think it was okay. a it was a was a brute force method and uh been at it for a while and I I recording is where I really made most of the advances. I would uh, take a, just a zillion takes of something till I got it better. And then uh, mm-hmm. I saw some improvements that way, so it made some strides and then the next time I'm in the studio, same thing. And over the course of a couple years, you know, that's really how I think it came. Obviously, there are certain tones in, in a person's voice that it, um, are just there. So I, I guess maybe I got lucky in, in some sense. Uh, but in in other areas of, of, of singing, uh, it was definitely brute force. Okay. Getting and I'm sorry, how old did you say you were when you started to dabble in singing? Uh, About? I'm trying to think. Well, this is a funny story. It was like... Uh, the first gig I ever sang, if I'm if I remember correctly, was at the Columbiana County Fair on like the local stage, and it was uh, um, I think that gig was uh, 17, so it's been over 10 years. Okay, so, wow. So yeah. you're getting involved in bands. This is high school time, and as you said, you're also. I think it's a, it's an interesting dichotomy at the same time because you're going to eventually like go on to college to pursue a degree in electrical engineering, correct? Yeah. Okay. So was music at that point in time something that was going to be a focal point, or was it like, well, I want to do this, but it's not something that's taken off right now, so I'm definitely going to pursue, you know, a college degree, so to speak, and then. Were you kind of trying to manage both things at the same time? Yeah, that's exactly what I was trying to do. I uh, I tried to I tried to keep a full plate in life, and uh, mm-hmm. I was trying to balance both. And I had dream I I had dreams of making this work, and I had realistic uh, understanding that uh, no matter how, how hard I worked, there was a, even the best case scenario that was even the most optimistic estimation of success in it would, you know, still, it was still pretty low chance. And so I, I still liked science and engineering. So I pursued that in tandem, but I, I, I put my heart into both of them. Okay. And where did you, um, I guess Dustin, I'm a little more pragmatic than Ohio University. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, I'm sorry, I you were referring to yourself out. as being pragmatic. Incorporate that, too, because that was an interesting word that you oh. used. Yeah, I just think um, most bands... I, I, I mm-hmm. don't quite fit the mold of a dude trying to make it in a rock band, uh, uh, trying 
you know, I was just I had a reason reasonable uh realistic goals of where this could go. Now, since then right. it sort of it's went beyond that and that's great. So Right. It's amazing. Yeah. So, okay, so you you're going to like you said Ohio University and majoring in electrical engineering and that's what you graduate correct with a degree in? Uh, yep. Okay, and then you start to actually work. Tell us a little bit about it. It looked like from some of the stuff I read that you were working in areas of robotics and space stuff. And, I mean, you know, I don't know all the terminology, but, you know, tell us a little bit about, you know, what you were doing for work and then, again, incorporate how the music stuff starts to, I guess, kind of take precedence. Yeah, I uh, so I... During when I was working on my undergrad, I worked near my hometown in an engineering uh, place called Butech, and I was just doing various engineering tasks and various programming things for them. Uh, but once I got my degree, I attended a summer school at the International Space University in Adelaide, Australia, uh, because I'd wow. always had a love for space and it, it was a fantastic school very intense and it was it was for people that either had degrees or worked in the space field i was actually the youngest person there it was nuts because most of the other americans there either worked for boeing or or jpl or nasa aerospace right. corporation or, or and the ones that had, were just students had master's degrees from mit and brown and george washington and then there was me <laughs> it was a it was a little wow, odd, but amazing. it was awesome. Then I went back. Uh, when I came back home, I I actually started a master's uh, degree in engineering. So in my undergrad, I had actually created a, uh, um, with uh, a small group of people, created a lawnmower that mowed by itself using a uh, specialized version of GPS and other uh, sensory, and it would wow. you basically type in the coordinates of a place, and it would it would mow this lawn entirely autonomously. So I came back from my master's degree. I incorporated. I focused on navigation based upon that, and my goal was to be a part of autonomous uh, vehicles and you know, cars that drive themselves and combines that drive them drive themselves. And you know, one of the guys I Work that worked on my project actually ended up getting hired by John Deere to do automated combines. So, oh my uh, gosh. when I saw the movie Interstellar, there were a billion reasons why. When I saw the movie Interstellar, it blew my mind. But when I saw these combines driving themselves, it was just another tie-in. It was insane. I don't know if you've seen the movie, That's, but no, I haven't. I haven't. Uh, but I'm just, I'm just amazed by just everything you're talking about with, you know, your interest, like you said, in these autonomous vehicles, yeah. and and that's just, wow, just phenomenal. And just as you're talking, Dustin, sometimes you're fading in and out. And I don't know if it's because your voice is a little away from the phone, but I don't want to take away from, I don't know. you know, your conversation. Yeah. But no, it's, I'm not sure. Um, uh, so, but okay, so go uh, on. So now you're you yeah. go into a master's. Did you graduate from a master's program, or was that when music started uh, to get? Yes. Okay. Yeah, uh, I would I would take short sabbaticals while I was working my masters to to right. record, and you know, so at that point I began to start to showcase for some labels for that project the project I was working on downplay. And, Downplay, uh, right. So, 
And then I, I went back and taught at the International Space University for a little while, and then I continued to record, and the band kept growing, and I got the master's degree, I started a PhD, and then things really started to take off for downplay. Wow. I got a record deal with Epic and started writing songs in L.A., so then the Ph.D. really took a a halt, a hiatus, and, uh, and as and I wrote time period that, that, and then when's, I, when's this around? Like, what year now are we at in terms of just to kind of, you uh, know, keep on track? I got a, yeah, 2010, I got a record deal. Okay. But, yeah, 11, something like that. I, okay. I think it's 2010 or 2011 is when I got a record deal, yeah. Thank you. And then, well, it only lasted for a year. So once I finished the recording the record, we got dropped because uh, there was a new, new uh, president and a new vision for the label at that point. And we then, then I, you know, I had a, was presented with a sort of, Big question mark in my life. Do I try this again or do I go back to engineering? And then I was presented with the, you know, the, the Star Set Society and the Star Set Project yeah, sort of fell into place. Nice. And before we get into that, because I want to kind of then take us, you know, on that on that kind of trail, so to speak, I want to say to know at least a couple of songs tonight. So let's do this as like an introduction. Let's talk about my demons, and then when we come back, we'll start talking about the Star Set Society and how the band came together and, and all that good stuff. So why don't you tell us about My Demons? You know, why did you choose this song as the first track off the album? And, you know, what's what's the kind of symbolism and meaning behind the song? Uh, like most of the songs on the record, it's inspired by the overarching narrative of the Star Set Society and but also, you know, the, the themes of overcoming resistance. And, yeah, I chose it because, you know, it's a hit. Yeah, no, well, again, I, I love, I mean, Let It Die is a hit, Halo's a hit. I mean, Down With The oh, Fallen is very, phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. no, it's great. I mean, it uh, is a great single to, to choose off of it. Okay. When you say um, you made an interesting... Um, statement, and I know, now I'm losing it. It's been a long day. I work in corrections <laughs> as a psychologist. Oh. Um, oh. When you, you made an interest, wait, you said something about the oh, overcoming resistance. What did you, what are you referring to when you said my um, demons and overcoming uh, resistance? It's sort of an open, it's an open-ended thing. Uh, okay. I, I leave it open because it's open for interpretation. Resistance can sure. be something for anybody. I mean, it can be drugs, it can be uh, doubt in oneself, it can be mm-hmm. the past. Uh, it can, you know, as a psychologist, okay. you definitely probably run into this constantly. And, and yeah, I, I love the fact that it's relatable because of that. I think everybody seems to tie into that song. And that, that would be another reason I thought it was a, a good first single. Overt, and, it, you know, it's, a, it's more on the simple side of the, of the record, sure. so it was a good way to introduce ourselves uh, to radio. Cool. All right. Well, with that being said, I'm going to put you on hold. We're going to check out the song, and like you said, when we come back, we'll start talking about Star Set Society and the band, how it came together, okay? Okay. All right. Hold on, Dustin. Thanks. Okay. 
All right, everyone, you're listening to Dustin Bates, the founder and vocalist of Starset. We're going to check out their hit single, My Demons, which you can hear right now on Octane, all the major radio stations, and be sure to also get a copy of their new album, which is titled Transmissions and is out right now. So check it out. Here we go, My Demons, and we'll be back in a moment.
All right, everyone, welcome back to the Carrie Edelman Show, My Demons by Starset. Amazing track that these guys have, and as I said, it's one of many on their album, Transmissions, which is out now, so be sure to pick up a copy and check them out on tour with In This Moment and 12 Foot Ninja. Amazing bands that they're on tour with, too. Perfect uh, setup for these guys. All right, let's bring Dustin back on. All right, Dustin, amazing song. I had the extended version of that um, in addition, you know what I mean, compared to the radio yeah. uh, version, but I, I love the breakdown in the middle. I mean, that is something that's just the bridge where it's just so atmospheric. And when mm-hmm. I heard it yeah, on the album, it's just, it's really cool. I love that part. So. Oh, cool. Yeah, we do that live yeah. with the cello and everything. Yeah, that's, now do you play rye with a cello? Uh, say it again? Or is it? Do you actually play with a, with a live cello player? Yeah, we have a live cellist and violinist. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Sometimes and I was we, reading. Uh, Good. Uh, sometimes we do. Sometimes we don't. Right now we have we have her out for this tour. Nice. Very cool. Yeah, it's just really cool how you incorporate all the different instruments. And, you know, it just gives it such a, a dynamic and diverse sound. So... No, great stuff, great stuff. So let's do this. So let's start to talk about, like you said, the big question mark kind of arose after, you know, unfortunately downplay, you know, had some changes with the label you guys were on and and being dropped. So what, I guess, struck you as saying, okay, I'm going to try it again because you kind of said you weren't sure if you were going to go back to, you know, pursuing the engineering um, so talk a little bit about how Star Set Society, and just educate me on it, because I was doing a lot of reading on it, but I want to really understand it from your perspective. So tell us about how they contact you, from what I read. Yeah. Uh, I was contacted with a sort of... The idea of spreading a message about... Uh, you know, well, I don't, I don't really get into it too much, because there's going to be a novelized accounts of it all coming out early next year that really explains it. And okay. uh it's 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 a in general it's a look at the future and how things like technology and mechanization and energy use and uh and uh, can can affect the future in in a way that could be positive or could be negative if it's manipulated, especially if we don't look at how things are changing exponentially. And um, there's a philosophical component to it, and there's a realistic component to it. And uh, it's actually pretty in-depth and pretty detailed, and that's why it required an entire novel. And uh, now are you, we have a comic. Are you writing yeah. this? Are you writing this novel with the uh, no. society? Was oh, okay, okay. So you're Just like a you know, Star Set is a mouthpiece. To... Right. We're we're yeah we're we're helping to promote it and gain a public awareness before the sort of details come out about gotcha. what it, you know, what it all stands for. So how did they just, I'm just, again, I'm, I'm, you know, like I said, I'm a clinical psychologist. I'm curious. I want to understand, you know, how did they, how did they learn about you? Like, how did, did this Dr. Ashton Wise, from what I read, is he the one who directly contacted you? And how did he know about you? And, and you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, through, uh, he's actually a researcher, so he, um, 
worked at Wright Patterson Air Force Base, which I actually did some uh, some research there and came into contact with him very shortly. But he, uh, okay. uh, yeah, and and realized, and I, you know, what part of their their method in all of this is to to hit hit the public with multiple angles and you know he knew I was a musician and realized that maybe a rock band could be a way to hit a certain demographic gotcha. whereas okay. in a similar way to what Christian bands do um, you right. know you have Christian rock bands so uh, yeah just hit hit younger a younger audience a more hip audience with it okay. this way so was it from him contacting you that you decided to name your band Star Set I mean did it I guess I'm assuming it had some relationship yeah, that all fell into place, um, and there are numerous reasons that uh, the group hasn't always the his group hasn't always been called the Star Set Society. It was it was named because of of the the movement as well, and just calling the band Star Set for short was was just a, a natural thing, sort of catchy, and and it right. worked. Cool. Yeah, no, it's great. It's a great name. And another quick question. I know that, you know, in reading a little bit about the Star Set Society, and I understand and respect that you can't reveal a lot of information, but another concept I've read is that, you know, they're trying to prevent, I guess, hidden information or or stuff that hasn't been revealed to the public. And I might be out there, but, you know, the one thing that came to my mind, Dustin, and maybe you, you know, you can correct me, I might be totally off the mark, was you know I was thinking of of like Roswell and like things like that that have allegedly happened and the government covered stuff up is is that kind of what they're referring um, to or no not well really. there is uh, maybe maybe slightly similar but there's no alien component at all and oh okay um yeah no certainly gotcha. not it's, it's much more uh, much more near future sort of things uh, and. And I, it's in, I do believe they keep it intentionally vague because um, just to garner the interest before the really uh, exposed, gotcha. bringing out the, the the actual narrative. And I, um, uh, it has brought a lot of people to guess what it is more, or or even to project their own realities right. into it and their own conspiracies and their own paranoias. Uh, but yes, gotcha. uh, and that's okay. another reason I can't well, wait till no, he that, releases the novel. Right, <laughs> but I think that's uh-huh. cool that you shared that because I think, right, I think that when you think science and space and, you know, maybe people, right, might kind of have their mind go down that road a little bit of like extraterrestrial stuff, and so I th- but I think that's cool that you shared how that's, that's not the direction, you know, per se that this yeah. thing is going in. Right. Nice. Okay. So he contacts you, you're, I guess, you're interested in working and, and getting this message out there because it's something that I'm assuming you believe in and, and you have some vested energy in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it and was then, a, at first I thought it was a little bit crazy, to be honest, like a lot of other people think. <laughs> okay. And then I realized what it was all about, and I got behind it. I could, I could, gotcha. I got really motivated by it. I, I got to read some of the details of it, and I realized that it's incredibly, I was sort of made for it. Cool. Very cool. So tell us, yeah. you know, please introduce the members now in terms of, so he's contacting you, I'm assuming this, what, what year are we at? Like, is this kind of 2000, late 2012? 2013, early. Oh, it is, okay. 
Of, yeah, okay. very early 2013. And the members of the band, it, it was, uh, it's, it's just, uh, it was sort of neat. I was tasked with putting the band together. I was tasked with writing the record based upon the narrative, but also um, numerous other elements of the narrative. There's a human side of it there uh, that I was very inspired by. The person mm-hmm. that sort of brought together the message was, wasn't Aston Weiss, but a guy named Thomas. And I heard his story and I was entirely enthralled by it. And I wrote it into the novel and, uh, um, but on top of that, you know, once I had the record done, I actually then had to put together a live band because we actually had a song starting to react at radio and there was no live band. So I uh, got Ron, who is the bassist. He was the bassist of my old band, Downplay. Right. And that was sort of a given. Uh, we're really good friends. Uh, I'm actually standing at his house right now. Uh, right. And then, yeah, and the other two guys were fantastic and great guys the musicians from around um the columbus area that i had known from playing in bands so uh the band it has really worked out and it's been amazing because you know when you're now, living in such close quarters yeah 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 and please introduce the other you know the guitarist and and the yeah. drummer too the you know is, yeah yeah guitars brock richards and he is. Uh, he was in a band called Live My Last before this, and and Adam Gilbert I had played with in a uh, band of Human. He he had his band had played with mine a bunch of times. And the cellist who tours with us is Mariko, and I don't even honestly know how to say her last name, and I still tour with her. <laughs> <laughs> cool. That's cool. And and like you said, did you write this album on your own? Or were these other members, in, were there other people involved in terms of, you know, musically writing this? Or is this something you put together by yourself? Uh, I wrote it and, and, and sort of curated it uh, on my own. But I also brought wow. in other friends uh, when I felt like I needed another perspective or other flavor. Um, I never... Uh, to get the complexity I was trying out of the tracks, I didn't want it to be one-sided, um, and so I would bring other friends in, and we would we would write on certain parts or certain elements of the music together, and uh, I think it really helped uh, get me out of the box. Sure, sure. And when you when you're referring to writing it on your own, are you? You know, I read that you used some type of a forty-six. I don't know if it's a track or some type of a something you use on stage that's like unbelievable is that what you wrote it on like did you use no. like different types of technology or how did you put this thing together by yourself because yeah. like you said it's so um, complex yeah so it was even if it was like me and 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 rob the producer at times what we you know we do it one track at a time we use typically once the songs are written uh, demoed out we would record them uh, one piece at a time, you know, starting with drums. But I definitely didn't use the thing I use on stage. That's called an emulator, and I use that to uh, essentially DJ the tracks, the electronic components of the record. I do that right. live, but I definitely didn't write it on that. No, I um, we used standard software like Pro Tools, uh, just recording elements at a time. But through it went through numerous phases. There was a demo phase, sure. that was more rough, and uh, then we would. After we got the drums, we'd lay down some bass stuff, uh, uh, like not bass guitar, but like the 
the basic elements of the song and then build from there. And, uh, and we would go in, we went into a studio and we recorded a quartet for the whole record or, or a, over 50% of the record. And we actually recorded wow. a quartet three different times. So it sounded like 12 sets of strings. And um, that that is one of the things that really brought in that element of the cinematic symphonic complexity. And then we would uh, work right. on electronics and then we would send it out to friends to, to maybe throw a couple other electronics into it. And uh, it just... Amazing. Uh, and this is all after having demoed it to a certain extent, to a certain level of complexity. You know, just starting over, because really had a, uh, a vision of making this soundtrack-esque. And definitely. I mean, that's definitely something you can hear throughout it. I mean, like, again, when you just have the atmospheric instrumentals, it ties everything together so beautifully. And you can. It sounds like sometimes when I'm listening to it, you could be watching you know, some some type of a movie or it could be the soundtrack to something. So it's that's cool that you, you know, pulled that in too. What was the name of the producer that you work with? You mentioned his name was Rob. If you yeah, wanna Rob you know, please Graves. feel free to plug so I'm sorry, Graves? Yeah, he's great. He's fantastic. Rob Graves. Wow. And he's uh he's produced the band Red, he's he oh, writes wow. a, a number of other uh bands. He doesn't produce a lot um, he's very picky, and he. Uh, I sought him out, and we were already friends, but I, I really sought him out because uh, of what I was going for. It was he was very complimentary uh, to what the goal was, and and luckily he was very excited to do it as well because, like I said, he doesn't often produce records. Wow! Now he did an amazing job with it, and who ended up mixing it, mastering it? Was he involved in those aspects of it too? Yeah, um, the mixer was Ben Gross, who's my favorite rock mixer. Um, yeah, yeah, he's great. Yeah, was, he was super pumped about it too. So that was awesome because we got the full. Uh, you know, he he really went for it and was it was fantastic. So, uh, and uh, the mastering guy is Mayor Applebaum, and he's I had never okay, used yeah. him before. It was my manager hooked it up, and he did a great job. Wow, yeah, top-notch people. I mean, I've heard both of those names before because a couple of the other bands I've had on my show have, you know, worked with them. So that's great. Wow, really cool. So oh, let's thanks. do this. Let's uh, let's check out Carnivore, which is the most recent one I've been hearing all over Sirius XM Octane, and it's another fantastic track you guys have. So tell us, uh, yeah, share with us a little bit about that out that song. And if you want, you know, this might be something interesting. I've never really asked this. You know, can you reflect back on maybe where you were when you were writing it and you know, tell us a little bit about that if you can remember something like that you know how this kind of song came to you and again some of the meaning behind yeah. it um yeah like like much of the record it's again it's about rising up it's open to interpretation it's also, right it's a little bit yeah but it's also it's a little bit of a middle finger to to the oppressive force that might be holding you back whether it's a real person or group of people or an entity or something in your own life. And, and I, again, drew from the narrative, but I also, I think inadvertently maybe incorporated what I was going, my, my experiences with the original label and how uh, there were a lot of cooks in the kitchen. I, that was probably an inadvertent um, inspiration there. And uh, I, I wrote part of it, 
in Nashville and part of it in I, I do a lot of the work in Nashville. That's actually where we record the record. And okay. I actually was in spending some time in New Orleans as well. So uh those are the two two places and I, I don't think they were locationally um inspired per se as opposed to just, you know, um a concept that I had I had uh sort of set out for. Okay. But yeah. Cool. Nice. All right. Well thank you for sharing that. So I'll put you on hold again Thanks. and we're gonna check that track out. Okay, and then we'll come back and talk about some of the shows you guys have coming up and some other interesting things about you and the band, okay? Okay, thanks. All right, hold on. All right, everyone, again, once again, you're listening to Dustin Bates on the Carrie Edelman Show. We're going to check out the hit single Carnivore off of Starset's album Transmissions, which is out now. Sorry, again, it's been a long day. So let's, uh, let's check out this track, another hit single, and we'll be back in a moment.
All right, everyone, welcome back. Carnivore hit single by Star set off of Transmissions out now, and that was an amazing track. I wanted to incorporate some of the other elements that you would hear on the album, so I kind of let that song ring out so you could hear the other uh, aspects to the song. So let's bring Dustin back on. That was just amazing Hello. song, Dustin. Hello, great Thank track. You. Real quick, when because um, I thought it was cool to incorporate some of the you know spoken word and stuff that you do have throughout the album. Is that you doing that, or is someone else doing that? Uh, some of it. I, I for the first track, I actually wrote a couple speeches, and then we we uh, put it together into the sort of trailer esque audio. But for okay. other parts like that, I believe that was Edwin Hubble from the 40s, uh, the astronomer who the Hubble telescope was named after. But there's also oh, wow. old military propaganda-esque uh, audio just talking about uh, navigation systems, and there's, there's right, uh, a right. lot of Carl Sagan in there. Interesting. Now, how do you, uh, this is just more of a, I guess, I don't know, business question, so to speak. How do you, like, get, do you have to get, like, copyright approval or something to use that type of stuff? Like, well, how the, do you uh, yeah, the Edwin Hubble's, like, from 1942, and it was from some, pub. it was, it was on a public uh, forum thing, so I found it that way. Uh, okay. A couple of the other ones, who knows? Maybe we'll get sued. (laughs) Okay. Well, hopefully that won't happen, but no, it's interesting. I mean, it's almost like, I mean, I don't know if you would conceptualize it this way, but it's almost as though it's subliminal messages a little bit. I mean, sometimes it's so low, you really have to, you know, hone in and pay attention to hear what's going on. And I'm assuming that's how you guys wanted it to be. Yeah, very much. Okay. No, it's cool. It's just, it's really cool. Definitely. So how did you guys um, end up with uh, Razor and Tie? Let's, you know, let's, no pun intended, let's tie that in because um, they're just amazing label and I've been fortunate to have a couple of bands from them on my show. So tell us how that came oh, nice. today. Uh, we, the, the song started doing, Demons started doing really well at radio um, and it was climbing the charts and a few labels sort of started contacting. I was trying to keep it independent, but I saw the song sort of stalling out at radio because you need gatekeepers to help you get the, the, the right you know, further up the chart. So they, at first, I didn't want a label, but they're pretty much the ideal label. So I, uh, I knew that they were great and they're great people, and so it was the it was definitely the best choice. Cool. That's congratulations. It's amazing. And yeah, you're right. I mean, just in terms of my own interactions with different, you know, artist relations managers and labels I've worked with, I mean, they always get back to you in a timely manner, whatever. I mean, it's just great. They really are. And that's what I like to work with people that are going to be organized and efficient. And you know what I mean? So yeah, Mm -hmm. it's been really cool working with them. Yeah, definitely. So what do you like to do in your free time? Not that you have free time, but what are some of your other interests yeah, outside of I haven't had free time science? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm at home like right to... now, and I'm on, a, I'm on a discussion with you, so they keep me busy. <laughs> there is there is no free time. Right. There's, I'm not even, wow. yeah. 
maybe every once in a while I'll get uh, hammered drunk to forget how busy I am. That's my. Okay. <laughs> nice. I'm just kidding. And are you, not really. No. That's okay. Go ahead. If, oh, if you don't mind me asking, around, are you but, in a. Yeah. No, that's okay. You go, and I'll ask you the question. This is why I hate not being able to see people, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah. You're good. I, I already said I'm good, yeah. You're good? Okay. Um, and if you don't mind yeah. me asking, are you in a relationship? Are you married? I mean, managing something like that on top uh, of, like you said, all this busy work? Nope, no relationship. I uh, okay. had a long-term relationship, and this project pretty much destroyed it. So, yes, ever since then, uh, yes, and, yeah, so ever since then, uh, there's absolutely no chance for that. Right. Well, maybe at some point, but, right, it seems like everything's really taken off with you guys right now, which is, again, kudos to you, and just it's, it's, it's great to see that happening for you, especially what you went through you know, with the unfortunate label dropping with downplay. So it's it's great that, you know, you had this other opportunity and you took it. Yeah, absolutely. So Very cool. Yeah, it's all worth it. You gotta you gotta make some sacrifices in life. No, definitely. Definitely. And your family supportive in terms of your decision with uh pursuing the music versus the electrical engineering? Yes, although Pass- you know, again they they had no uh it really had no pressuring or expectations of me going into engineering or going as far as I did. I'm very much an outlier okay. when it comes to that. So, uh, so it didn't. It's not like they didn't have these high hopes or dreams in right. that regard. And so when I, you know, so it was cool either way. And now that it's really working, I mean, they've always been supportive of it, uh, and and I think uh, they're super proud, and it's it's really cool to see. That's great. That's amazing. I can very much empathize and relate to you. I don't think anyone in my family thought that I would pursue a doctorate in clinical psychology. And it's similar to you, no pressure. I, I put it all on myself, and so I could totally relate to uh, what you're talking about. Definitely. Oh, cool. So, all right, so why don't you, uh, yeah, why don't you give us some information where people can uh, find you, talk a little bit about, you know, some of your upcoming shows so that people can check you out live. Yeah, um, most all of our social media uses Starset Online handles. So StarsetOnline.com, at StarsetOnline, pound StarsetOnline, hashtag StarsetOnline, all of that. Um, Twitter is or Facebook is slash StarsetOnline. So very easy to get a hold of us, and we're very present on our Facebook and Twitter and all of those things. And the show's coming up. So far, the tour has been fantastic, and uh, we're really pumped for the rest of them, I think we're heading – well, you can find our shows at um, sure. Bands in Town app. That's the best place because uh, if you get the app, you can find out – you can put your location in, and it will tell you whenever we're, we're within some sort of predetermined radius of your home, <laughs> which is fantastic. Cool. So I always tell people to go there. And okay, our dates are also on our website and on Facebook. So. Okay, and what's in anything in store for 2015? I know you're going to be wrapping up this tour. How long is this tour going to? Um, it's going to, I think, December 18th. And we're, okay. then we drive back from L.A., planes, trains, and automobile style for Christmas. And then next year, we're trying. We're working on some, 
some really cool stuff, some some of the big festivals and, and maybe getting out of the U.S. for a tour, uh, but none right. of it's uh, solidified, so I can't really speak about it yet. Sure. Okay. Well, Dustin, it was just a pleasure to have you on, and you're always welcome back on the show, so if you want to come back on when the book is eventually released so you can you know, talk a little bit more about it and uh, we don't have to be as uh, cryptic, that would be great if you want to do that. Um, but, yeah, you're yeah, always welcome to, to come back on especially when you have new music, too, because I can't wait to see what's going to be in store for you guys in the future. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for having me. Thank you. Welcome. appreciate it. Absolutely. So much continued success to you and the band. I wish you guys a happy holiday. And, uh, yeah, I look forward to hopefully hearing from you in the future. Let's definitely stay in touch, and you're, like I said, welcome back on anytime. Okay. Thank you so much. Okay. So thanks so much, Dustin, and have a great night. Thanks, you too. Okay, take care. Bye. Bye. All right, everyone. Again, Dustin Bates from Starset. Be sure to check out the band and go to starsetonline.com and pick up a copy of their album, Transmissions. If for some reason you tuned in late to the show, a podcast will be available that you can download or stream for free after it is over. So check it out. Really got some cool information from him, and he was definitely an open book and a lot of cool stuff that he shared that I had not read um, anywhere else. So you're really going to get a nice uh, overview of this band's musical journey and uh, his biography and history. So thanks so much, everyone, for tuning in again tonight. Um, I want to wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving and a happy holiday. And we will be back in December. I'm in the process of solidifying some interviews, but they haven't been booked yet. So please keep in touch by going to the Carrie Edelman Show on Facebook and becoming a fan. You can also follow me on Twitter at Carrie Edelman. If you follow me, I will also follow you. And uh, befriend me on Facebook in touch uh, by finding my personal page under Carrie Edelman. So thanks so much again for tuning in, and have a great night.